Hi there. Thanks for joining us on Let's Talk Taste with Sherry, where we're saving the earth one flavor at a time by gathering community to share wisdom around the natural connections between our innate sense of taste and flavors that are grown in healthy, regenerative soils. Welcome. Hey there, Sherry Hess with The Flavor Remedy. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Taste with Sherry, saving the earth one flavor at a time. Wow. Um, so excited to have you here. I just got back from a trip to Mexico. And although in a pandemic, you might wonder why in the world anyone goes to Mexico, but we're safe, we're happy. And to be honest with you, um, I would say that the Mexicans take the pandemic a lot seriously, a lot more seriously than we do here in America. All that said, um, I want to share with you a story about our experience down there. Um, you know, we decided to go get away, get the beach, relax, sun, all that good stuff that you that you want, right, when you go away. Um, but our focus and one of the most exciting things we wanted to do there was to go snorkeling. We went to Cozumel, which is one of the most well-known snorkeling and diving islands in the world, right? Beautiful place, beautiful island. Doug, my, um, my partner had been there before, 20 years ago, and knew that it would be this amazing experience for us to go and snorkel. It was something that we could do socially distanced, we could be safe, we could do it on our own, we had our own equipment. We were gonna go experience the beauty of the ocean. And when we got there, um, you know, found a private beach, went out into this area that was recommended for snorkeling and pretty much putting our face in the water was one of the saddest experiences that I have had in a very long time. And let me tell you why. I had never been to Cozumel before and Doug had. I, however, had just recently watched a documentary called Chasing Coral. And it was just kind of a fluke that I watched this documentary. I am kind of a sucker for those, you know, environmental movies. But um, I particularly liked this documentary because it talked about what was happening to our oceans. And there happened to be a local kiddo on it. So, um, that was a great appeal to me as well, because they actually went to the Denver Aquarium and kind of joined this team and brought this young man who was pretty much had a coral tank in his house. He was growing coral. Instead of having fish in his tank, he had coral in his tank. He was fascinated with the corals, right? So the documentary, I highly recommend. But what that documentary did for me was it set me up with this curiosity around what was happening in our oceans and it blew my mind long story short the most impactful thing of that documentary was they did a 30-day study 30 days on the great barrier reef where they took a camera down and they set up the camera in the exact same position every single day and took a picture once a day for 30 days in 30 days they watched the coral reefs die so I had seen this before we went, right? So I knew this was happening. At the end of that document documentary, it went beyond the Great Barrier Reef and it's turned into this, thank goodness, this great movement of people that are caring and, and um, you know, bringing awareness to the situation. 
But Doug hadn't watched this documentary with me. And he was all set to go to Cozumel and have this gorgeous, beautiful snorkeling experience with me. Well, when we got out of the water and I was just kind of, um, I don't know what the word is, probably neutral because I didn't, I, I didn't expect it to be beautiful. I kind of expected it to be what I saw in the documentary, but he did not. And he came out of the water and I couldn't tell if the salt water on his face was ocean water or tears because he was blown away at how devastating it was. So the water is still beautifully crystal clear. So you look out there and you think, oh, this is gonna be stunning, right? Because the water is so clear. When you put your face in the water, what you see is white, brown, and this green moss-like growth. And I know from watching that documentary that that's the, the signs of the bleaching of these corals, right? These corals are dying. These ecosystems in the ocean are dying. There were a few fish. Um, ultimately, we ended up taking a boat tour to see if it was different out in the, you know, in the deeper waters and it wasn't, which was even more depressing. Um, and, you know, it's so peaceful for me. I can put my face in the water and just kind of let the waves float, you know, float me along. And it should be a very serene experience, right? And to take in beauty would be even more. But for me, I just, I kept putting my hands in a prayer position and almost apologizing. And the fish would come up, like I feel like fish were coming up to us, but they were almost looking for food because they're no longer getting food in these reefs. And it became this almost sacred experience for me on what was happening on our planet. And what I realized and how this ties into what I'm doing here on, you know, on the flavor remedy and talking taste with Sherry is it made me recognize that what I talk about has to go beyond just our soils, right? When I talk about flavor saving the earth and when I originally created this, this, this concept, I really wanted it to be focused on saving our soils, fixing our agriculture, fixing our planet on the basis of the land that we live on. And what I'm seeing is it goes so much deeper than that. It goes so far beyond just fixing our soils. And what we're doing to destroy our soils is likely also destroying our oceans. So pick your poison, you know? Um, where, where do you wanna make a difference? Where do you wanna, even if you don't feel like you have the capacity to make a difference, this is happening. Our world, our planet is, is showing signs of death and humans are contributing. Um, and mother nature is always gonna win, right? And mother nature should win. But how can we support her, right? How can we, how can we recognize that all of this is happening? You can, you know, go and look at the farms, go visit a farm, visit a, a natural organic farm versus, I don't know if you could even get on the property of an agricultural chemical farm because it's such a, um, 
uh, I don't even know what the word is. It's, it's unapproachable, right? People don't necessarily want you to know what's happening to our food system and what's happening to our soils. So it's not easy to be able to access what's really happening to our food. But going snorkeling on a beach, probably in Florida, you don't even have to leave the country. You can go to Florida, you can go to, you know, any place in the Gulf where there used to be this thriving coral. And you can see, you can see what's happening. Take that death of the coral and imagine that on our farms and that's what's happening. So how do I tie this into the flavor remedy, right? How do I tie this into our mission and the importance of it? One of the things that, that I always talk about, you know, well, there's two things that we can tie this to flavor with. One is I always talk about sea salt as being a salt that we should use, right? A salt that is more full of minerals, that is more full of nutrition and um, not this bleached salt that we put into all of our processed food. So we're destroying that, right? If we think about the sea salts are gonna be harvested and all the corals are dying, there's just this natural understanding that the life that typically supports this, this, sea, this salt in the sea is no longer there. So the living capacity of the salts is, is diminished, right? But the bigger thing, and in what you can see in other documentaries around what's happening to our oceans is, um, Another one that I watched is called Mission Blue, and I won't go into a lot of details in it, but it is it features a um, revolutionary oceanographer uh, named Sylvia Earle, who is now 85 years old and still going out and making trying to make a difference in the world. And um, she talks about the imbalance of the ecosystems because of the overfishing that's happening, right? The fact that we are going out and we are just throwing massive nets and we're scooping up massive amounts of fish and all in the name of something to the effect of omegas, right? Fish oil, fish oil supplements. Probably a lot of people out there, I know I have for a long time, are taking fish oil because it's good for us, right? Well, here's something that I learned on that documentary is the fish oil, the omegas that we think we're getting our benefits from from the fish oil are actually not originally sourced from the fish. The fish are not producing omegas. These omegas are coming from the plants in the ocean. It's the kelps, it's these magical, the biodiversity of the plants and the animals working together that are supplying these, these omegas. So when I talk about living flavor and this idea that we should be eating and consuming foods coming from life, coming from you know, thriving, sustainable sources, the ocean is part of that, right? The ocean is part of this living example, this thriving example and we can make choices we can make choices around um, the flavors we consume the nutrition that we get by doing even just a simple thing like starting to embrace kelp starting to embrace kelp as nutrition can bring a lot to the table to be honest with you um, kelp can bring you the natural salts it can add salts to flavor and when you're getting that you're also getting natural iodines you're also getting the omegas right so it's a beautiful way to look at a a reason to stop overfishing if we stop buying fish oil supplements and start buying plant-based omegas we're now no longer you know demanding this massive amounts of fish being harvested we're now looking at more sustainably reproducing these these kelps and this is the key right anything that we do to harvest food we have to be looking at the the cycle of life and the sustainability around it. But by introducing our taste buds to 
something like kelp as a new way of putting salt into our diet that's more well-rounded in its nutrients, that's more well-rounded in, in supporting life on this planet, we're also giving ourselves more benefit. Guess what else is in that salty kelp? Protein. Umami flavor is part of what you get in kelp. So you can also, you know, lean into that as a source of protein as opposed to, you know, purchasing and eating the commercialized meats. Now that's a big stretch, right? Oh, I'm going to give up my steak for, you know, a, a little sprinkle of kelp. Well, I understand that's not going to happen right away. But the reality is when you recognize the flavor of kelp, but it's got the salt, it's got the umami, it's got these, these probably even little essence of the fat, fatty acids in it, you start to see, you know, there's other ways to get flavor and nutrition. And by making that, that easy shift, you're also, you know, making your choices that support a more sustainable way of eating. So that's how I got from snorkeling on Cozumel to one more way, one more reason why this mission is so much more important to me because it's not just about the land, it's about our entire planet. <music>